Hi, and welcome to Climbing Consulting. Today's episode is a solo episode. It's been a little while since I've done one of these, and I wanted to take some time to talk about a topic that actually came up in my last interview, and I think is so important that it's worth exploring further. So that topic is mentoring and mentorship. Andy Denton, who was my last guest and highly recommend checking out his interview if you haven't, talked a lot about this and gave some great advice, particularly for those in a similar position to him and his advice around what they should be doing in mentoring. Likewise, he also touched on a couple of points around actually getting over the fear of reaching out to people like him, which I think is some fantastic advice. What I wanted to do was spend some time talking about the steps before that. So working up the courage to reach out to a CEO and having Andy's advice that actually that's okay is a huge boost. And hopefully some of you have taken that on board. I'm conscious though that some of you may not even know where to start, may not even know why or which CEO you want to reach out to or which partner in your firm you want to reach out to. So I wanted to do a short episode on my advice and what's worked for me when it comes to finding and connecting with mentors. So I'm going to cover three areas. Firstly, I'm going to look at actually how do you identify the mentors that you want to reach out to or who is it that you want to get mentored by. I'm then going to talk about actually how do you reach out because I think this is something that a lot of people struggle with. How do you make that first move and how do you get that mentor to agree to mentor you? And then finally, how do you build that relationship? How do you continue to grow that relationship so that it becomes a long-term relationship where they mentor you for, for a well, as long as it works for both of you? And I'll come on to that in detail. So let's dive straight in. And I want to start with actually how do you identify mentors? And this for me reminds me of a Tony Robbins quote. And that is, if you want to be successful, find someone who has achieved the results you want and copy what they do and you will achieve the same results. I think that's a great quote when it comes to mentoring and a great starting place. Look for the people, let's start with inside your organization, who you respect, who you want to be like. They are most likely going to be more senior than you. It doesn't mean they have to be the most senior people in the firm, but there are likely to be people who you want to be like. And there are also likely to be traits within those people that you want to emulate. Now, it might be that there are specific traits. So you don't want to be like that person in their entirety, but they have a specific skill set in a certain area that you hugely respect and you want to emulate. That's where you should start, is actually spend some time thinking about what are the gaps that you have potentially, or what are the areas that you look up to these individuals in, in a certain context. And that should begin to give you a clear view of who you want to seek advice from. And I'll use mentorship and advice interchangeably here. That list, and you could write it down, you could spend some time just thinking about it in your head, whatever works for you, that will give you a starting point. So firstly, who is it you want to speak to or learn from? Then actually, why? So getting a bit more specific, and we'll come on to this when we get to reaching out. But it is good to have a clear idea of what is it you want to learn from someone. So it could be as simple as, I want to learn how they are so good at making sure there's no typos in their slide deck. Or it could be something like, I want to understand how they're so good at dealing with stakeholders, because I find that really challenging. Getting specific will help when you go to reach out to them. And I'll come on to that, like I said. 
Now, I've talked about people in your firm, and when I was speaking to Andy in last week's interview, we talked briefly about people outside your firm, and he made the point that it's always easier to start with people who you have access to, and that is likely to be people in your firm or inside your network who might be outside of the organisation you work in. So start there. Obviously, there might be people who you want to be mentored by who are outside of your firm or outside of your network, but they're likely to be much harder to reach out to because you are potentially going out to them cold. So why not start with people who you know, build relationships there first, get advice from those people who are easier for you to get in touch with and will no doubt be able to give you hugely valuable advice, and then see where it goes after that. And it's worth touching on, and I didn't mention it right at the start, maybe I should have, is you can have as many mentors as you want. Mentorship has been distilled a bit like a Hollywood film that you must have one mentor. There's a lot of organisations now with mentorship programmes where you are given a mentor or where a mentor is selected, where you select a mentor, however it happens. But These programs, coupled with Hollywood films, coupled with things you see on social media, make it seem like you can only have one mentor and you must get them right and they will teach you everything you know and show you the road to success. And then somewhere in the story, there's a tragedy for them and you succeed and go off into the distance and then the credits roll. In real life, it doesn't happen anything like that. And you want to be open to and be reaching out to as many people who you think can help you as possible. And there's a number of reasons for this. Firstly, different people will have different skills that you want to emulate. And likewise, there may be things from them that you want to emulate, but others that just don't resonate with you. You might really like how they do one thing, but actually how they do another just doesn't fit with your personality or your style. Secondly, senior people and successful people and just people in general are busy. And so if you do strike up a relationship with someone and start to go out for coffees or get advice from them, that might be something you only do once, twice, three times a year. And so if you only have one mentor, you are limiting the amount of advice you're going to get while still having a lot of free time to potentially be speaking with and learning from others. So it's always best to be seeking guidance, advice and mentorship from as many people as you feel you want to need to help you on your journey and as many people as are willing to help you on your journey. So that's a small piece on how to identify them and hopefully you, after listening to this, will go have a think about the skills you want to learn, the people in your organisation or outside it that you really respect and who you might want to get in touch with that can help you learn or improve on those areas. The next stage is actually reaching out. So there's two different ways, especially in a consulting context, that I would recommend doing this and two ways that you can learn from those senior colleagues or mentors, as we call them. But I'd start with one rule, and this is a personal rule, so feel free to discard it as you choose. But for me, mentorship has the same first rule as Fight Club. And that is the first rule of mentorship is not to call it mentorship, or to really butcher the quote, is not to talk about mentorship. The reason for that is quite simple, is if you reach out to anyone and ask them to be your mentor, for all of the reasons I talked about that people think you can only have one mentor, there is a high risk that the person you reach out to is going to be concerned that you are expecting that Obi-Wan Kenobi, that Mr. Miyagi, I can't think of any other mentors off the top of my head, but that long-term, almost 
life mentor relationship and they are going to get very concerned and be much more likely to turn you down because they're busy, they may not know you particularly well and they'll be nervous that you're going to take up a huge amount of their time. So you're always best starting with just a small ask because if it doesn't take people much time, they are much more likely to say yes, they are much more likely to meet you for that coffee or give you that piece of advice and as I'll come on to in a moment, you can then potentially build from there. So firstly, when you're reaching out to people, don't talk about or call it mentorship. And then there's two ways that I would recommend going about this. And these will depend on the individual that you're looking to learn from. So the first one is the simple one and the most obvious is simply drop them an email or give them a call or speak to them in the office. Like Andy said in our interview, senior people will be flattered that you have asked for advice or help. I don't know anyone who has or would turn around to someone who asked for guidance and support and say, of course I'm not helping you, why would I do that? People might be too busy, and again, you know, I took this from Andy, as he said, he, he's politely declined people, but the key point is no one's ever going to be offended if you ask for help or guidance. So if you have identified someone in your organisation, let's just say they're a partner, in your firm, maybe they're running your project, and you really respect how they dealt with a difficult stakeholder, and you want to learn that. The first way I would recommend going about getting that mentorship is actually just go and ask them. Go up to them on a Friday or drop them an email and just say, hey, really respected, really impressed with how you dealt with that stakeholder in the meeting. I'm having some challenges with that myself. Would love to just grab a coffee, get your advice on a situation, see if it can help me improve things on my project. Right there, you've complimented someone on what they did. You've shown that it's going to be a small amount of time because you've asked a very specific question and you've given them the option. Now, some people might be too busy, but if you go up to someone and say, I just want to ask you one question, can we grab a quick coffee? You are likely to get a much more positive response than if you ask for a monthly meeting with check-ins and whatever else a mentorship program is meant to have these days. So that's the first step is simply, or the first route to reach out, sorry, is simply ask people. People can say no, but I think you'd be surprised how many more times you will get a yes if you ensure that your request is specific and is not too big, then you will get a no. Now, the second way to seek mentorship, advice and guidance from senior colleagues, and in some instances, this can actually be more powerful than going for a coffee, is offering to help them. So, like I said, senior colleagues, senior consultants are usually extremely busy and have a lot of things on. We all have a lot of things on and everyone wants help to get their thing done. Now, let's say there's a senior partner who is just the best when it comes to forecasting, budgeting, and developing client pitch decks. And they are flat out, you just can't get a coffee with them. They've got meeting after meeting, they're here, there, and everywhere with projects, and there's just not a chance you're going to be able to meet them for coffee. What I would do here is offer to help them. No one is ever going to turn down help to finish off or complete the thing they are trying to do. And like I said, Everyone is extremely busy, so an extra pair of hands is always going to be welcomed. This can be an extremely powerful way of getting mentorship. Like I say, sometimes it can be even more powerful than a coffee. And the simple reason for that, like that Tony Robbins quote I highlighted, is because you will actually see how they do something. So with uh, coffee and going to have a chat and getting advice, you can sometimes get a post-rationalised reason for why something was done, or you can get 
half the details because if someone is so attuned to doing a certain thing, let's say dealing with difficult stakeholders, someone might have just done it so many times that the little details you're looking for are so natural to them that they forget about them. Whereas if you are working with someone on a spreadsheet or on a pitch deck, you will see exactly what they do throughout the process and so you will learn from them doing it. And if for whatever reason there's something you don't understand, you can ask them as they do it and you are much more likely to get a detailed and actionable response from them than you might do in a coffee. Now that's not always true and going for coffee and having conversations can be hugely powerful and helpful for other things and other areas you're trying to work on. But sometimes simply seeing how someone does something and learning from what someone does in action is the best approach. And like I say, if you are looking for mentorship from a super senior or super busy colleague or someone outside your organisation, offering to help them is often a great way to get them to accept to let you in and to offer to help you. I, I talked about on, gosh, I'll need to find the number of the episode. I think it was 20, actually, the, the seven lessons that I've learned from running this podcast. One of the biggest is give value first. And, and the same point applies here. If you offer to help someone with their thing, they are much more likely to be willing to help you with advice and guidance in return. So that is how I would always recommend reaching out to mentors. So firstly, don't call it mentoring. Then once you've got over that, the two approaches are simply go and ask if someone would give you 5, 10, 15 minutes of their time or 20 minutes for a coffee for you to run your question past them. And if they're too busy for that, offer to help them. Or You can do both at the same time because you will get up close and um, full sight of what it is they do in the area you want to learn. And then finally, you've had that first coffee or you've worked on that first pitch deck together How do you build that relationship? Now, the first thing is in that first meeting, it'll become pretty clear whether whether there's a connection, whether they're enjoying sharing their advice with you, whether you're getting what you'd hope from them. And let's start with, let's say it's been positive. Let's say that they've enjoyed it. You've got a lot from it. How do you build that relationship? Well, the first thing is you always want to keep the door open. So... If you've had a great coffee, let's say, at the end, you might just want to say, look, I've really I've really found this useful. Thank you so much. Do you mind if I have any questions? I promise you there won't be many if I just drop you an email. And again, most people, if you phrase it in a way that doesn't sound like a huge commitment, will say yes. Once you've done that, you have permission to get back in touch with that person. And that's where, done sparingly, do ask them questions maybe two or three months down the line, let them know how their piece of advice helped you. And if there is a genuine question you have, maybe ask them that. If it's someone you see more regularly in the office, just pop by their desk, say thank you. Again, do what I just described, but maybe face to face. And it's worth saying all of this is relative and dependent on the type of relationship you have, the how often you see each other, and that's something only you can judge. But the key point here is to be hugely respectful of your mentor's time and your mentor's energy. If you start sending questions every other day and start asking lots and lots from them, you are likely to find that they withdraw pretty quickly. 
But if you start small, you'll find that after a year or two, you'll have developed a really strong relationship. Or actually, if you're going through a tough patch and you need to ask for their advice every couple of weeks or even every week, they are going to be much more receptive to it. Now, the same holds true if you're helping someone with a pitch deck. Let's just say that you've just helped a partner with a proposal and it's gone off and that's the piece done. We'll just let them know, look, thank you, that was a really, I found that really useful, I've learned a lot. If there's anything I can help with, again, let me know. Or likewise, if from doing that with them you became aware of something they have to do regularly, then maybe offer to help with that. So maybe they have to do a weekly report or a, a monthly report, whatever it may be. If you can help with that, then you have regular, you have guaranteed regular contact with that person, regular time that you can learn from them and ask them advice in a way that doesn't seem like you're going to take a lot of their time without giving any value. So that is the key with building that relationship with a mentor is do it slowly, do it in a way that adds value, always respect their time and it does take time. You know, there's people who I would call my mentors who I see oh, maybe once a year, maybe twice a year, and I've known for four or five years. But I also know that if I do need something, if I need a bit of advice, I can email them and they will come back to me. But like I say, do it sparingly and respect the people's time and you'll be rewarded for it. So that is my very short solo episode on my advice for finding and reaching out mentors. So just as a recap, firstly, identify who you want to emulate, what it is about them you want to emulate, and therefore what questions or why it is you want to speak to them. And remember, you can have and should have, frankly, more than one mentor. Next, to reach out, never call it mentoring. Always just ask for a small amount of time or advice or offer to support someone in what they want to do and learn as you do it or learn as they do it. And then to build the relationship, go slowly, be hugely respectful of your mentor's time and it will build from there. So I hope that this has been useful. Again, I do these solo episodes entirely off the back of questions and conversations that I have with podcast listeners like yourself, friends I have in the industry, friends I have outside of the industry. And just like other topics, mentoring has been one that has come up time and time again. And it was great to chat with Andy to get his take because I think it's really interesting to hear the other side of the relationship, hear that mentor's view and what their take is. So I hope this has been useful for you. We have or I have, I should say, a huge amount of great guests coming up. I can't believe we are already at, well, this will go out just before the end of September. So we are almost, gosh, nine months through the year. This is episode 29. I can't believe that we're at episode 29. Got a whole number to go before Christmas. Like I said, some great guests coming up that I'm really excited to get out. Some very different guests as well that I think, given the questions a number of you have been asking me, will find really insightful and they have some great advice to share with you. So watch this space. And likewise, if there are any topics that you would like me to do more of these solo episodes on or more of my short LinkedIn videos that I've been doing as well, just let me know. It's nick at climbinconsulting.com. So I hope you found that useful. And all that's left to say is I hope you enjoyed that and all the best for the rest of your week. 
I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Climb in Consulting podcast. If you did, I would be very grateful if you could leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or your podcast platform of choice, whichever one you may be using. And please also share this with anyone that you think could benefit from hearing today's interview. If you want to get in touch or give me any feedback about the podcast, please feel free to drop me an email. It's nick at climbinconsulting.com and I look forward to hearing from you.